Hey, it's your host, April. This show, The High Guide, talks about altered states of consciousness brought on by cannabis and psychedelics and is intended for audiences 21 and over. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, a review, or a heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And lastly, I'm not a medical professional. If you are experiencing any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a licensed medical professional. Hey, this is April Pride, your host here on The High Guide. Today's episode is the second part in our two-part series in preparation for our journey. Over these two episodes, we're counting down 10 tips to prepare for a psychedelic experience. If you've not listened to part one, please do. Not only do we cover the best cannabis strains for a psychedelic experience, but we get into mushroom strains. Also in part one, you'll learn more about Journey with the High Guide, the audio adventure that we're inviting you on starting October 29th. Journey with the High Guide is a five-part series produced in partnership with Patchworks, where electronic music makers shop for instruments and audio equipment to create adventures in sound no matter your experience or budget. Check out this episode's show notes for more information on how to find them in real life here in Seattle or online. Okay, so have a listen to part one for sure. For today's episode, let's pick up where we left off in part one and count down the high guides final five tips to trip. In part one, we wrapped up by covering fungi strains. So we'll kick off part two with number five. How do I dose with psilocybin? In addition to taking into consideration what you've eaten, how much you weigh, You'll dose based on your goal for the journey. It's going to take a couple of rounds to figure out what works best for you. In general, as we discussed on Clubhouse this summer, this is what you can expect at a high level based on the total weight of the dried fungi you consume. If I, we can just talk about um, the effects of, of psilocybin. So I've been told that two grams is you're tripping. Like, yeah, you're definitely tripping. One gram is like the day is sunny, you can close your eye. The day is sunnier, you can close your eyes. This I'm sharing from personal experience. Um, And behind your eyes, there are lots of shapes and colors and it's pretty magical. Um, And it lasts for maybe three hours. Um, So at 120 milligrams, you're talking about a 20th, 5% of what a full trip dosage would be. Anything under half a gram is a microdose, and at this dosage level, you'll not experience any noticeable psychedelic effects or sensations. You may experience some alterations in mood, your thinking, concentration, and energy levels. For journey number one, the high guide is suggesting a low dose, which is half a gram to two grams, which is perfect for socializing or visiting a museum. With a low dose, you will start to feel some psychedelic effects such as slight changes in visual perception where colors appear enhanced. You'll feel a slight body high and can expect to feel giddy with a slight tinge of euphoria. A moderate dose or a standard trip dose is two to three and a half grams. And when I'm saying grams, this is taking the physical mushroom and weighing it on a scale. This is the dose we had in mind for journey number two. And in this audio adventure, we crafted it with the intention that you'll be sharing your trip with another human. This airs on November 12th, so we hope to inspire you to have, you know, a standard psychedelic Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving with those you love. In our final three journeys, you may want to consider a high dose of psilocybin. That's three and a half to five grams. And don't worry, 
as the intense effects come on, we'll be there to remind you to allow all the feelings and that you are safe even in those moments when you lose touch with reality amid strong hallucinations of psychedelic shapes and colors. Then there's a heroic dose, which is over five grams. I'm pretty sure this is what I took the very first time someone handed me a bag and just told me to eat as much as I wanted. (laughs) was not good. This is the dose that psychonauts experience intense hallucinations check, as well as ego death, maybe mystical experiences and deep introspection. If you can figure out how to interact with any device capable of producing sound in this moment, you're my hero. So... Now you've got your strain of fungi, your dose, which brings us to number four. How should I ingest the mushrooms? Like cannabis edibles, there are indeed pro tips to make the most of these potent plants. Number one, chew and swallow. Chew the mushrooms thoroughly and swallow. The less you have in your stomach, the faster the onset of effects. Number two, make a tea. Chop or crush the mushrooms. Place them into a teapot and pour boiling water over the mushrooms in the teapot. Steep for about 10 to 15 minutes, stirring occasionally. Strain and serve. You can incorporate other teas or lemon, ginger, honey to enhance the taste and effects. Which brings us to number three. Take a lemon tech shot. Citric acids can amplify the experience, making the effects come on faster and stronger, but lasting for a shorter duration. You grind the mushrooms and you add them into a short glass, add lemon juice, mix thoroughly, and let it sit for 15 minutes. Then add some water and drink it down in one shot. Number four, you can cook with mushrooms. Incorporating mushrooms into food will assist with both the taste and the effects. Do try to avoid longer periods of heating when cooking with them. And number five, when are you going to start to feel it? On an empty stomach, you can expect to start to feel effects within 30 to 40 minutes. With food in your stomach, it may take up to two hours. So we're going to throw a little bit of a curveball for number three. What can I expect from an ayahuasca trip? The compound responsible for ayahuasca's psychoactivity is DMT. Take a listen as Emily McCarter, who hosts McCarter Gets High, discusses DMT and ayahuasca with Natasha Lannard of Colorado's beloved cannabis edibles brand, 1906. My friend gave me this DMT cartridge with the cannabis terps, but it tastes like mothballs. Yeah. It tastes terrible. It has a unique flavor. Yeah. So, but then other people, I had a few friends try it um, and they thought it tasted like roses. And I was like, oh no, I had to. So then we were just sipping it at first and I didn't really understand how to do it. You got to blast off. Yeah. So we really, then it was just she and I and we were like, okay, let's actually take a few really deep hits of this. And basically, I oh my gosh, I just, your whole body gets warm and you're just in this like feeling. So for me, I was kind of like stuck. Well, we also realized you had to close your eyes for- Oh, you didn't have visuals. No, we did. Well, we closed our, we had visuals when we closed our eyes. Oh, interesting. But then Annabelle I, said- I, I, I've seen that too, but I'm, it's just interesting. You only had it internally. That's cool. Yeah. But then Annabelle said that when she opened her eyes and closed them, she couldn't tell which one was which. <laughs> but I could tell. For me, it was much, it hit harder when my eyes were closed. So basically, I don't know. I just had this warm feeling all in my back. And the visuals, I f- could just see all of these like color spectrums. And the we- the only way I could keep track of time was by the music playing. 
Me neither, but I just, <laughs> I'm going to guess and say that I feel like that's what it was. But um, I don't know. I felt like I could come just like in and out of this like really amazing euphoric feeling. Oh, interesting. Um, But I didn't, t- like I didn't really like take a huge, huge hit. Like, Would you say you had a multidimensional experience? Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Good. Yeah. That's DMT is a multi-dimensional experience. Yes. It felt like I was in and out of kind of like parallel universes. Oh, for sure. I haven't done ayahuasca yet. I just tried it for my first time recently. I just had not, I had like a lot of people had invited me to do it, but I really wanted to make sure I was in the right space. Totally. You know, really go there in comfort. And I did. And it was funny. I drank four cups of ayahuasca and I didn't really feel, which I feel like everyone, like when I had heard about it, obviously I've done every other plant, but that, and I had heard so many different experiences of, you know, the experience and how intense it was. And I had the most beautiful, sweet, loving experience. I was in the desert and I was sitting in a beautiful recliner covered in blankets in the desert, just looking out into the stars. The friend I was with was definitely wow. having a more, I would say, like centralized experience on her mat. Um and had a deep experience. But yeah, mine was really beautiful. And it was funny because finally I was like, all right, well, it was really a light high for me mm-hmm. compared to some of the other um, plant experiences that I've had, but beautiful and very wise. It was the wisest plant I've ever experienced. You can have like conversations with ayahuasca. It's weird. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to go get a snack now because it's snack time. You know, it's getting late. I didn't really eat anything. You're and like, I think I'm hungry now. Yeah, something I'm hungry now. So I go inside and I get an apple and I drink some like bison bone broth. Wow, so healthy of you. Well, yeah, you got to take care of yourself, you know? Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to be like, got some chips. No. No, I didn't, I didn't eat any chips. I might have eaten some sweet potato chips. Maybe I like those. Maybe. I love sweet potato yeah, chips. Yeah, me too. Um, And I'm sitting there and I started drinking the bone broth and all of a sudden the flowers started looking at me and I was like, oh man, because I'd done DMT before Mm -hmm. smoking it. And I was like, oh, whoa, because obviously that's one of the things about ayahuasca. It's a DMT containing plant, right? Mm -hmm. I've only smoked DMT, but apparently when you ingest a lot of it, it is very much likes bone broth to be a mix. I, these flowers started looking at me. I said to my friend who I was with, who was like sitting for me and I was like, I'm about to blast off. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, but I'm going back to the ceremony space because I was in this beautiful place in New Mexico with this little casitas. It was very nice. And wow. so I start, I, I get outside the door and I start walking <laughs> on the gravel and it looked like pop rocks. All as I was stepping on the gravel, it was like pew, pew, these little rainbows were oh like spraying gosh. out of the ground. I was like, oh <laughs> my gosh, make it to the ceremony space. I make it to my mat. And at this point, my friend had, um, had come back and we were laying in the mattress with our friends. Uh, it was all just really good friends who sat for us and we're all laying together, just like enjoying each other's company. And I was just, yeah, having the most amazing visual experience I've ever had in my life. Rainbows were literally icicling out of the ceiling Whoa. and the lights. And we had this beautiful altar and it was active. Like it was, <laughs> it was wild. And then when I closed my eyes, it was into the kaleidoscope. I don't really know what to add here, but I do want to underscore the need for a hearty soup as your trip winds down, because in preparation for an ayahuasca trip, you'll eat nothing for like five to six hours prior to taking your medicine and very little other than fruits and vegetables 24 hours preceding your trip. With little to nothing in your system, the thinking is this, with little to nothing in your system, it's more likely nothing will need to be violently expelled from your system. Some of you more experienced journeyers or psychonauts have certainly been cross-faded. 
the result of doubling or tripling down on potent substances. Number two, what's there to know about getting crossfaded? When it comes to combining the two, getting crossfaded, we're left with anecdotal tales of journeys that serve as powerful reminders of just how potent these substances are. In a recent article for Double Blind entitled Acid and Weed, Mushrooms and Weed, <laughs> Should You Combine Them?, writer Michelle Jenikian explored the common reasons people choose to combine cannabis and the aforementioned classic psychedelics. Here we find everything from anti-nausea to trip intensifying as reasons people choose to commingle the substances. In Michelle's words, when I've smoked weed while on shrooms, the trip has become a bit weirder or trippier, for lack of a better word. I hypothesize that perhaps regular cannabis-consuming psychonauts would be able to handle the mix, and those new to either substance should probably just stick to one to avoid getting overwhelmed and making their trip more challenging than it has to be. Even daily cannabis consumers who use psychedelics occasionally told me they stopped mixing the two because they've experienced increased anxiety, especially smoking weed on the come up of a psychedelic experience. Yet many people seem to enjoy the intensification effects of mixing LSD and cannabis saying it brings them to another world or is quote euphoric and quote overwhelming in a good way. Similar to psilocybin, others report cannabis can help with the nausea they get while on LSD, especially during the come up. Some even report using CBD dominant products for this reason. Other people don't get the intensification effects at all and say adding some weed to the mix calms them, even during a challenging time of their trip. Folks also report they don't feel weed at all while on LSD and can still end up going through many grams, more for the ritual than for a particular effect. And to read more of Michelle's article in Double Blind, check out our show notes for a link. To wrap up the high guides, tips to trip, number one, what should I do while I'm under the influence of psychedelics? Other than listening to our journeys to go there, rewind to the top of this episode and review number five. In terms of psilocybin, what you do is very much relative to how much you take. So you I don't see it as about a recreational drug. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it, because it's not. It, it has more pharmaceutical benefits than recreation. I do not take it for recreation. It is, if you go on a heroic dose, it's not recreation. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. You're not going there, I'm going to watch, I'm going to binge That's watch a very good Sopranos point. on mushrooms. Yeah. No, you're basically going to be under the cover somewhere going through whatever uh, trauma that you have to go through, right? To get to the other side. So it, you're uh, really selling people on this. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I, I've sold so many people on it. And it has helped, right? It has helped so many people. But I do not talk about it in the same way that you talk about cannabis. It's not, um, it's not a fun thing. It's not a uh, let's go to the beach and take mushrooms kind of thing. I see it as purely medicine. Well, I totally get what Ophelia Chong is saying. I do enjoy all plant medicine at low doses recreationally. Just like sometimes a tequila shot makes sense and other moments call for a beer, potency is the difference between enjoying Blade Runner 2046 or running for cover. As we journey together through the end of the year, we'll peek into how our high guides spent their time under the influence of plant medicine. Stay tuned starting next week as we commence with journey number one. 
Also in our show notes is more information on how to find our production partner for this series, Patchworks, either here in Seattle in real life or online. Thanks for listening to this episode of The High Guide and tune in every Friday for a new episode covering all things plant-based pleasures. Subscribe and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And we don't just give good ear here at The High Guide. See us at our most funny on Instagram where you can find us at thehigh.guide and online at our website, thehigh.guide, is where you'll find the best advice from all your high guides and where you can sign up for our newsletter.